Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is Go Birds Radio, as uh, very exciting as the Super Bowl is uh, just uh, 24 hours away from us. Our old friend Andy Reid taking on, I don't know if you've heard of them, the San Francisco 49ers. Another guy you might not have heard of, Kyle Shanahan. That whole thing's going down tomorrow, uh, and we're going to celebrate today. We're going to have a lot of fun because we definitely want to get into uh, the breakdown of this one. We'll do a little Andy and Doug as we go uh, along here. I'm John Barchett along with James Seltzer and Elliot Shore Parks. James, how are we feeling, sir? I uh, feel great, man. Yeah. yeah. The Super Bowl is tomorrow. I mean, I'm a little sad. I'm always a little sad. This Football time season year. coming yeah, to an end. man. I mean, n- I'm, nothing I'm going ready on for the offseason. Yeah, no, <laughs> never. Yeah, Just, I'm, I'm ready. Year-round. I, Give I me football tell. on Sundays. So it's a little sad, but I got my bets in. I'm well, it's feeling good. pretty good about my side. I'm excited. That's fantastic. Yeah. And also, by the way, I still need uh, some help with my tickets tonight. So uh, if you are out there and you want a prop, uh, I'm just going to 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 go uh, along the way here with all the uh, my favorite prop breaths that I need some help with. And you're going to tell me what to do. And then I'm just going to make a big listener parlay ticket, I think, for tomorrow. I think that's the way to but go. you're keeping all the winnings. No, if we win, if we win the whole thing, everybody's going out to dinner winnings. and we James get a yeah, yes. James is going to I'll take the it. winnings. It's yeah. going to go into an IRA. It's going to be very responsible. It'll there grow over three years. And then. We'll retire off of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, if we took every prop that a caller suggested and put it all in a parlay and it all hit. Maybe. I think we just, <laughs> at that point we'll just throw a huge party. I think with, with the money that we, we'll be we talking get like there, a right? dollar to win a hundred thousand at that point or something. <laughs> this is definitely like a loser's way to gamble. I always lose, but I think it's very exciting. Like it's really only exciting to me when you bet parlays. Like I, which I is yes. So if you talk to like a real gambler, no, I know. Yeah, laugh in your face. Exactly. No, a hundred percent agreed. So but, way to lose money, and I always do. But it's very exciting to me when I throw down like twenty bucks, and if I get it. 
I, you know, just I, like the idea of yeah, you like the idea of saying, all right, I'm putting twenty bucks on. I can win nine hundred. Yeah. here. And, look at this. And look then at like the odds. a quarter in, I'm like, well, none of this is happening. Well, I lost already, <laughs> but it was exciting the potential of it. Yes, yeah. exactly. It always is. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. And by the way, uh, we're gonna get a little taste of it this afternoon. But the the folks over at the Post, where our Super Bowl party is happening uh, tomorrow, one twenty nine South Thirtieth Street. I'm looking at it right now. Through the window Literally. from our beautiful, yeah, beautiful right studios. There. If you are not doing anything tomorrow, please come and join us. Uh, lots of Bud Light seltzers, lots of uh, wings, lots, lots of, of real seltzer. nachos, lots of that? real James Seltzer, LHO Parks, and John Barcher. We'll all be there. It'll be a fun time. Uh, we kick things off at 4.30, and we'll you be hanging drink out there. So a seltzer. With seltzer. With seltzer, right? that's you right. You can, because guess who likes Bud Light <laughs> seltzer? This guy. That guy right Talk there. Talk about a bucket list item right there. <laughs> uh, it's true. So, that. so what, are we, what are we thinking for tomorrow here, gang? I mean, like, I have had the same feeling for the last couple of weeks. I know we had Andy Appreciation Day. I think we all appreciate Andy in some way, but I don't know if he got appreciated enough. Yeah, did he? I, don't, I don't. Yeah, probably. Probably we needed <laughs> it two days. Depends on of the that. show you were listening <laughs> to. Yeah. But here's what I know. Here's why I will always appreciate Andy Reid. It's because he loses in big old spots, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, my emotions would never get in the way of uh, of one losing money. But I I just think that that no one is talking enough about how lethal this 49ers team is. It's all been about Kansas City. Granted, uh, I think we're responsible for a lot of that, and there's this whirlwind of the Chiefs are finally going to do it, and Andy's going to – for two weeks I've had the same feeling. I think the 49ers end up crushing the Chiefs at some point. I don't think it's going to be a blowout on either side. I'd be very surprised by that. I think these are two legitimately very good teams. The coaching staffs are very good on both sides. The quarterbacks are very good on both sides. Like I I would be very surprised if this was a blowout. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think this is right, – I've gone back and forth. it around. Yeah, I like I've that. gone back and forth. But I, I just think ultimately this is Andy's moment. I think he deserves it. He has the better quarterback of the two. Um, and he's probably the better all, overall head coach. And I'm a huge oh. Kyle Shanahan guy. Oh, don't get don't me know, wrong. I don't know about that. Shanahan is a phenomenal coach. I, like, if I had to pick one coach to win one game right now at this particular moment – I mean, it's probably Belichick <laughs> still, but Shanahan's right there. He like, is. I feel He's, great about Kyle Shanahan. And Andy has lost a lot of big games in his career. There's no getting around that, and Eagles fans certainly know that. But mm-hmm. he – He's also won a lot of big games, too. Sure. Like, to get to those games that he lost, he had to win a lot of big games along the way. Like, we would call Doug's win over Chicago in the playoffs a big win, right? I think we would all agree oh, on yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Andy yeah. won, like, you know, 10 of those games, and right? And he's got so, 14 playoff wins. So yeah, like, so yes, he has he, won big games. So I think this idea that he can't win a big game is, is not true. And although I think Jimmy Garoppolo is an elite quarterback, I mean, Mahomes – Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, well, and I, I can't pick against the better quarterback. That the, Honestly, that's the only reason, I, and I, with Barchard, I have, from the jump, I just think the Niners are the best team in football. I've thought it for a while. I, I just, Again, like we always talk, winning the trenches and all that, which is true, and the Niners are way better in the trenches than the Chiefs. Again, I would take Shanahan over Andy Reid. The one thing on the side where I know, and again, I've placed my bets, I'm all in on the – I couldn't be more all in on the Niners tomorrow. Like, almost a little nervous how all in well, I am. We're talking $25. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're talking not yeah. uh, not maybe, you know, is there not a, a big-time gambler. Is there but. a seltzer type of line that you usually tell me or E when it comes to a bet that I could change your mind at any point, or are you so No, I'm, I'm in on the Niners. Okay. I just know that – my worst case scenario is sitting there in the third or fourth quarter and being like, why did I bet against Patrick Mahomes? That was a stupid thing to do. I could see that timeline playing out, 
But again, I just, I feel Mahomes is the only thing that kind of makes me feel wary about my strong belief the Niners are going to win, but I still feel strongly about the Niners. Yeah, uh, and it's, uh, to me, it's it's a lot of what uh, Eagles fans have wanted for a very long time when it comes to, like, a, a team to kind of get behind. And I know that Andy's there, and that's pretty easy to kind of go and, and look at. But, man, I, I this 49ers team still reminds me of, that 17 Eagles Super Bowl team, just all the momentum. They've got these, uh, you know, Richard Sherman's kind of the, the Malcolm Jenkins type in this one. He's won the Super Bowl before in a big way. He's lost one in a big way before. Um, I, I Again, it just the, – the scheme, Kittle, everything. Like, the, the way that Kyle Shanahan is going to attack this Kansas City defense, which has been playing better, uh, I, I think they can do whatever they want to them. I, I think – both of these teams in the Super Bowl are better than that Eagles 2017 team. I mean, the Eagles 2017 wow. team yeah, I do too. are I, very I don't, I don't know if that's true. The, really? The Eagles 2017 team was very good. Don't like this is not disparaging them I mean, at they all. They were essentially for all intents and purposes 14 and 2 and won the Super Bowl. They but, were 13 and 2. They right. didn't play the last They were game. they were an amazing team. But I think that when you look at why they got there too a lot of it was just momentum and how well Nick Foles and was magic playing and, yeah, and, 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 and all that's going on but I think that matters I think you have to take that into account when you compare them to other teams it does but I also just think if you went position by position and compared this 49ers team to the Eagles 2017 team I think they're, they're probably better uh, I don't I don't actually I think the Eagles are probably better but I think it's a, a discussion I, look you talk about position by position I just yeah. talked about the trenches I think the Eagles are better in the trenches I know that Niners O-line is great I think that Eagles O-line slightly was also better. very good yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think the Eagles D-line just as good, let's say. I think the trenches are very similar. Uh, I mean, I would give that to the Niners. Here's the thing. Like, we're talking about, like, it's in hindsight. We saw, like, again, will I take that Nick Foles who played in those two games over Jimmy G? Yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah. Uh, there are mo- most quarterbacks that I would not take over Foles in that spot. So, I'm just looking at the way it played out. I mean, that Eagles offense by the end was, was rolling, man. Like, they were unstoppable at the end of that season. I just... I, again, I think this is splitting hairs. I could, I think it'd be a, a small line. Right. You know, I pl- place it as a, a minus two or a minus three. But I, I think the Eagles are slightly better. But both these teams are really good football teams. And the one thing that I, I always think about when, you know, ever since the Eagles won that Super Bowl, and we've obviously seen a lot of Eagles football since then, and we've seen, you know, what, one Super Bowl or two Super Bowls? Only one, right? Well, this is the second. This will be the second happening. one, yeah. So, But it just reminds you of how special that team oh, really man. was. Like. Yeah. Just it's crazy to think. I mean, I remember covering that team every day, and you're just around them. I remember when they beat the Cowboys in Dallas, going up to players and thirty-seven to like, nine or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. being like, "You guys are winning the Super Bowl." Yeah, like you could just feel it. We being all around felt the team. it. We were talking about yeah. WIP. I kept playing the Jody Camera did an Eagles chant where at the, in October, where at the end it goes. Super Bowl champion Eagles! Yeah. And we kept playing it all year long. It was one of those things where we've spent our whole lives, like, up until that point, being like, don't jinx it, don't say this, don't say... And that season, for some reason, like, we just all knew. And yeah. I know when Wentz went down, there was a momentary blip, but then we knew again. We were the only people in the country who thought this Eagles team was going to beat these, you know, odds and be the underdog that goes to the end. It was, it was crazy how we all were like, this is special. And that's what, like, when I'm around the team now, ever since then, like... When you we'll have a lot of shows where we talk about like what they need and how they can improve and receiver and cornerback, linebacker, all those things. But you just never feel that around the team anymore. I can't put my finger on it. Maybe it's one of those things that comes around every you know in this case fifty years, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I just I just remember back looking at that team and just how Doug had them playing and just the feeling around it. It was 
it was super special. And it, every time the Super Bowl is played, I, I mean, I think back to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's so the I, one time. Since I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's starting to to fleet a little more. Like as as the year starts to go by and by, and everybody's kind of like, all right, let's let's not uh, you know dive back into it. But you can't help but be reminded, um, obviously, the Eagles Super Bowl, especially with you know the 49ers and things. You mentioned e that. You know, uh, and I kind of agree with you here that both of these teams are, might be better than that. I- I'm curious if you think at any point, does Andy Reid have anything over Doug Peterson right now going into this? Like, what do you mean over him? In terms of, in terms of coaching of, matchup? Yeah, because Doug's here. He's won the big one. Uh, I-, I think there are obviously some reasons you can look at Andy and go like, no, there's there's no way I would choose you know, Doug over Andy or vice versa here, but is there anything that Andy yeah, Reid has mean, over Doug Peterson I, right now? I'm an Andy Reid appreciator, so this isn't a shot at Andy, but I think Doug's best quality as a head coach is he just knows when to press the right button. Like, whether, and it doesn't have to be a Philly special, but he just, like, he knows what when to make the play call that his team needs, and I don't think that's something Andy has. Like, Andy's a great head coach for a lot of reasons, but I never think back to Andy's time here, or even watching with the Chiefs, where it's like, that was a great play call right there. Like, that was a decision they had to make. And that would be something, I think, in this game especially. And I remember leading up to the Super Bowl when the Eagles uh, were playing the Patriots with Doug, everyone was saying the reason the Eagles have a chance is because Doug doesn't coach scared. And that was right after the Jaguars had kind of got really conservative in their loss to the Patriots. Yeah, and you even mentioned that. And I think Andy is more likely to get conservative than Doug is. So I, I would say that would be one advantage Doug has over Andy. Uh, and, and for you, James, do you kind of feel the same way? Is there anything that Andy Reid has over Doug Peterson? Like there would well, be. Well, look, I mean, they're both great coaches. Yeah. I have said on this air many times, I think Doug Peterson, a better head coach. If I had to pick one to win a game today, I'm taking Doug Peterson partially for what Elliot talked about. Also, obviously the game management, the right. ability to hang on to your timeouts, use them at the right time, like all this type of stuff. Plus Doug just has a way to rally guys in moments that matter. Like, to Elliot's point about knowing the right call in the right time, he also knows the right buttons to push with his guys in the right times and in the right moments. And I think that's something that Andy hasn't always mastered. Look, Andy is an amazing game planner. Andy is clearly super creative offensively, great at taking things from the One of the best game. offensive head coaches One of, of the best time. offensive minds yes. of all time. Yep. And, and great at evolving. Like, he is a completely different offensive guy now than he was here. And I think that is all to his credit. But to Elliot's point, when we're talking about, and I think Doug is maybe maybe not as good at that specific thing, but it is far more important to me that once that that whistle blows and that game is on, I need a head coach who I feel confident is going to navigate that game for me. And Doug is just way better at it. Yeah, I and the weird thing is is to me, and I and I wonder if if this is ever. Well, of course it matters. It always matters in sports. We're obsessed with championships. Yeah. But when I look at Andy and Doug, I, I, there's just more that, and it could just because of career length, but off of the discussions that we've had over the last couple of weeks where we want Doug to have more control and say and piling on and piling on. And I look at Andy Reid's career, and they gave him that say in three years. In three years, Joe Banner and Jeffrey Lurie decided, you know what, you need to be more in control of personnel because you know what you're doing. You need to be more in control of this and this, building staffs, all of that, on and on and on. And you guys uh, even argued last week in saying, Hey, you know, like, why is why does Doug feel like he doesn't have uh, the Super Bowl accolades that you would get from a head coach and being able to prove time and time again uh, this season? Same thing, even though, yeah, might have been his fault to get in the hole there, but he still has gotten himself into a hole two years in a row. Uh, I honestly think Andy's still a better coach than Doug Peterson, even with the hardware. And that's what's hard for people is 
if you have that championship ring, if you have that Super Bowl title underneath you, you're automatically better than everybody else. Right. That's how it's supposed to be. But I don't think that's necessarily true with Andy and Doug. I think there are a lot of things. And the crazy thing is I would take Doug for one game because, duh, uh, we all know that Andy's history is there. But if you're giving well, me a long, fair, sustainable Andy's, success. But again, like Andy's won a lot of big games, too. Like That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is, yes, he has won a lot of big games, but we have consistently over and over and over again seen him him personally be responsible for blowing big games. So it's I, I get your point. Yes, he's won big games, but he's never won a Super Bowl, which does matter. It just does. It does. It, it does. And he's lost a lot of big games as a favorite, no less. Yes. A lot of big games as a favorite. I mean, that has to be mentioned. You can't just say, you know, he's, big, he's won big games. He's lost a lot of big and, games. And too. I will say the difference is, Doug, I'm pretty sure has been an underdog in every single playoff game he's coached, he right? Been. I mean, maybe the Seahawks game, this last one, I don't no, know how that underdogs. ended. They were underdogs. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 is definitely one difference. But again, like Andy, you know, Andy won the championship game, what, how many times? He's won it twice. He's been this there five the times. Time yeah. the Super Bowl. So he's won a lot of big games, too. But Six times he's been to the Let me ask you this, James, because you keep saying you would take Doug over Andy for one game. For sure. Who would you just take as your head coach? I would take Doug Peterson. Again, I, I said this before, the most important thing to me in a head coach is that in-game stuff. And, again, the ability to, to get guys to believe in you. And, well, I think and Andy had that. No, I'm not saying yeah. he doesn't. I'm just saying why I would choose Doug. The in-game stuff and get guys and believe with you. Like, obviously, if I could take Andy's, you know, ability to to game plan prior to a game and to get that kind of offensive innovation, which I think Doug has, but I think we've seen less of the last couple of years, which partially is personnel. I mean, that does matter. I mean, Andy Reid is playing with a, a full deck and Doug yes. is not. Like, let's just be real about it. And the best quarterback in football, no matter how we feel about Wentz, I think everyone would agree, Patrick Mahomes, the best guy there yes. is. Yeah. So I think all that stuff helps Andy now. For and me, Andy being the reason why he's there, too, I'm just saying. Well, no, yeah, he yeah, went and got him, except that. that doesn't yeah. have to and do. And developed him, yeah. yeah. But he's the best quarterback in the league. Yes, it, it, period. Is and it I even close? Andy I mean, is my point. Russell Wilson, maybe? Um, man, I, mean, I, I think so. Yeah, Russell's in that, that would discussion. Be the, that would be the only Maybe. one. I don't think anyone's in the discussion. I mean, Lamar. No, you, you have to mention Lamar, Lamar Jackson. I know it was just one year, but you have to mention Lamar there. I, I don't think. I, I don't think you have. Again, to I don't Lamar. think there's anybody. Yeah. I think it's Patrick Mahomes, and there is no uh, second. Like, there's no one who's at his level. Like, it just is what right. it is. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Right now, if you were to just out of curiosity, if you had to choose one and one only. To start, uh, I guess, are we probably, because we're, we're all going to say Doug for a Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's just pretty obvious. Here. I, yeah, if I had to pick, if to if I had to pick a head coach to coach a Super Bowl for me, I would pick Doug. Yeah, so, but I but I still think, even I, I and I know it doesn't sound logical, but I, I just don't care about the hardware as much, I think, as everybody does. I think Andy's a Hall of Fame coach. I still think he's a better coach slightly than Doug Peterson is now. Why? But I, but I think Doug is going to yeah, surpass why? him easily. Why? I, because of the way he's adapted himself. Like, he's been in two different situations now. Everybody thought he was going to fail once he left here, or at least wanted him to fail once he left here. Uh, learned from his mistakes early on, and I, I need to be able to just coach. I need to get out of personnel mm -hmm. for a while until you disagree with your GM and, you know, you're better at evaluating quarterback talent and all that. I think – he constantly adapts his scheme. He is a better detailer in terms of what I need to do, a better play setter, all of those things yeah. that come into preparation for a game. I think he's mastered that beautifully, and I don't think Doug has yet. That, that's a great point. I do think the one flaw, if Doug doesn't end up coaching here for 14 years like Andy did, the one flaw I think Doug has shown right now is for as good as he is in the big games, 
the reason he's in a lot of these big games late is because like his teams I mean he's basically like a 500 head coach the last two seasons and he was seven and nine the first year so that's the find ways to win win big games he does right and that and that is ultimately why I would pick Doug but I think one thing that gets overlooked with Andy is just and Doug can't do this yet he hasn't been in the league 14 years but Andy week to week, I think is has been a better head coach in his career than Doug has. Well, Even though again, I would pick yeah, Doug, it's hard like, to, that's where we get into the like. It's a really hard comparison if you're just putting them side by side because one guy's been coaching for 21 years and the other guy's been coaching for four. Yeah, so well, is, let's let's. But put if it, you look at the yeah. first four years of each guy, they're very similar. Doug just actually got over the hump and won the Super Bowl, but they have very similar first four years. Both made the playoffs three of the first four, I believe. Yeah, Andy might have been right two of the first four. I can't remember if there was a year in between there, but. And then Andy had a lot of success. Went to Andy went to more championship games in his first five, six. Then obviously Doug needs to go Andy back. Andy also just won more games his first four years. I mean, the, sure. the Eagles, the, the Eagles, the last two seasons. Let's be honest, have like been fairly lucky to make the playoffs. Sure, but to be fair, also I think 2018, you almost throw out the beginning of that season. They just won the Super Bowl. They cl- that was clearly an issue. Like the yeah. Super Bowl hangover. Guess what? Totally real. We saw it with our eyes. When you win your first Super Bowl, especially in that situation, I do think there is a learning curve to how to come back after. But that. the reason I don't and think the you injuries throw it out, and the stuff that it took guys longer to be ready. I don't even. I don't disagree with you on that. But the reason I would not throw it out is because three of the four years Doug's been a head coach, that's how his team has looked for the first half of the season. Like well, in sixteen, he's a rookie. Well, two, I get all that. We can, there's really only two. We're really only evaluating two years from that perspective. The, the obviously Super Bowl year, they were awesome. The first year, you can't like really judge him on that first year. Oh, I, I thought Doug did a phenomenal job in sixteen. Yeah, I thought he did a good worth. job overall. Yeah. Either way, though, it's hard to like that's okay. His take first sixteen year away. Coach ultimately, and a bad roster. Ultimately, my point is they were they have been the same exact team in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. So if they looked better in twenty nineteen, then I would say you know what you're right because all those things you said are not excuses. Those are realities, right? The injuries they dealt with. Uh, you know, Brandon Graham, Carson Wentz, all those guys, Alshon, right? So those are very real, and the Super Bowl hangover. But the fact that they've looked like the same team for the last two years makes me lean less towards, well, that was like a one-time thing because they just won the Super Bowl, and more towards a, I think who Doug is as a head coach is like an 8-8 eight and eight head coach that will make the playoffs and be the team nobody wants to play, whereas Andy was the guy that was like 12-4, and 11-5. and five. I mean, I think it's as much roster and whatnot that the reason their the record was that. I mean, again— I don't know. Just, Doug said himself that he did a poor job the first half of the year. What's he going to say? Like, I, you know— Well, I, I don't think he says that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying, but I do think they're—I I just think it's too small a sample size to—, to Really argue. The I sample mean, size is getting larger. Well, right, and, but, and, yeah, and but it's me... two years you're talking about, but the third year prior to that, he started off ten and one or whatever. So I, I know what you're saying, but I'm willing to give him a little more time considering the Super Bowl hangover and the roster issues they have had. Maybe the better way to phrase this question might be: Who is going to have more success over the next five years? Do you think it'll be Andy or kind of Doug? I guess if you want to shape it that way. But I, I still think it is uh, it, today. If you were to ask me, who is the better head coach? I still think it's Andy Reid, despite, you know, Doug Peterson having the hardware. Uh, obviously, there's some disagreements in here. We're talking Super Bowl. If you have some favorite prop bets, uh, I am going to go through those with you. 888-729-9494. We'll make our own listener prop bet. We've got so much to get into, breaking down the Super Bowl. There's food coming and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's happening on Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
Sports Radio 94, WIP, 2020 Sports. Did he say food? Brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. I'm Sue Schilling. Super Bowl 54 tomorrow between Andy Reid's Chiefs and the 49ers in Miami. And Jason Kelsey, whose brother Travis is part of Andy Reid's squad. Kelsey in the Super Bowl two years ago with the Eagles talked about Andy Reid's demeanor when he was his coach with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the biggest thing is even when it was going wrong, you didn't see Andy really waver in who he was. Uh, he, you know, he's a he's a he's a man of conviction, a man of uh, principles, and he stays true true to those uh, through tough times and through great times. And I think that that's the mark of a great leader. That's the mark of a great uh, human being. And uh, those are the things I saw from Andy in the last two years. You can hear Super Bowl 54 tomorrow night right here on 94 WIP. Our coverage gets underway 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. The Sixers once again a primetime Saturday night game. It'll be the Sixers and Celtics in Boston tonight tipping off at 8.30. Watch the Super Bowl this Sunday at the Post in University City for the Go Birds podcast watch party. Enjoy Bud Light Seltzer specials all game. Details at 94WIP.com slash events. CBS 3 Eyewitness weather. The fog should have lifted just about now. Cloudy skies, evening rain showers possible. High 44. Scattered rain, maybe even some snow showers possible tonight, but little to no accumulation expected. Low 35. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. Breezy, slight chance for a p.m. shower. High 46. It's 39 in Philadelphia. To stream 94 WIP. Get our podcast and all the latest stories in Philadelphia sports. Go to the all-new 94WIP.com. 2020 Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio. Right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP 888-729-9494. I don't know. Do you think Andy Reid's still a better coach than Doug Peterson? Uh, I... I mean, James is all about the hardware. Uh, Elliot's kind of in between here a little bit. But I, uh, I, I and, and if here, I'll put it this way then. If Andy, if we're all wrong, if we lose our money tomorrow and Andy wins the Super Bowl, then what? Then what are we saying about, you know, Doug versus Andy if he has hardware and Doug has hardware and they, you know, again, the career thing still comes up. That's why I don't think it's, again, yeah, it, it's this that is a, crazy. It, well, this is, again, it's a it's a hard argument to have because we're talking about in the moment, what do you feel about who's a better coach? But, I, I mean, like, if Andy wins a Super Bowl, obviously he's got 21 years and, you know, he's, like, sixth all-time and wins or seventh or whatever. And, like, I mean, like, you know, like, obviously you can't compare a guy who's only been coaching for four years to that. It's, it's, it's absurdity. But, again, you have to look at the coaches right now, what they do, who they are, wh- what you believe in. And I believe Doug Pearson's a better coach than Andy Reid. I mean, to, to it's mo- not to take away. I think they're both great coaches. Yeah, no, like, so, yeah they're amazing coaches. Both top five, in my opinion. Uh, tomorrow, to me, for Andy, clearly if he wins a Super Bowl, it's a huge deal. But I think the difference between him winning and losing tomorrow is, like, whether he's, the, like, the third best head coach of all time or, like, the fifth. I mean, he's already going to – Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Slow your roll. I was going to – I thought you were going to go, like, 15th or something. No, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a top ten, top eight head coach. Of all time? Well, he's, no, you just think. said what? himself – You just said yourself – I said in wins. Yeah. In wins. Just pure wins. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why you coach the game. But, uh, I mean, to, I mean, <laughs> to say that he's six all time in wins but not – Bill Walsh. He's ahead of Bill Walsh in wins. That doesn't mean he's a better coach than Bill Walsh. Like – Okay. Slow your roll, my, bro. My older, he said he's been he 21, year, 21 years in the league. Andy's one of the best head coaches of all time. 
Period. Like, uh, he's one of the best. He's one. You just said yourself he's one of the best offensive minds of all time. So that's pretty big. Yeah. He's six yeah, and wins. You, you said top five. I'm saying like maybe top ten. And let me um, let me get a list here. But I guess okay, and you can get your list up, and we can debate that. But the point I'm making is, if he loses tomorrow. Like, he's still everything that he is today. Right, like, so he's not ahead of Shula. You can't put him ahead of George Hallis, Belichick, Landry. I mean, all those guys. It's hard to judge errors, but you have to put those guys ahead of him. Okay, so that was, what, three? You just named it four. Well, four. Then okay. Lombardi, obviously. Yeah, he's not making it doesn't have more wins. But Chuck Knoll <laughs> has four Super Bowl titles yeah, and just a few six. less wins. I think okay. you have to put him ahead of him. Parcells, I would put ahead of him personally. Um, Mike Shanahan is a tough one. He won two Super Bowls. He's got 170 I wins. I think he's probably better. I think Shanahan's ahead of him. Holmgren was his mentor. Went to two Super Bowls, won one. You probably put Holmgren ahead of him. Um, okay, that's eight. I mean, Pete Carroll is an interesting name. I would consider Pete Carroll being ahead of him. Been to two I Super wouldn't Bowls, put won Pete Carroll ahead of him. You know, that's think, not just help my argument. I just personally wouldn't put him ahead of him. I mean, so I mean, like the point is, is I'm just naming names, and I'm not even Joe Gibbs. Absolutely ahead of him. Of course, Joe Gibbs is ahead of him. He's won three Super Bowls. That's something. Um, you know, I mean, like, and Tom Coughlin, that's an interesting name. Not that far behind him in terms of wins. Won two Super Bowls. Like, I mean, my point is, is you okay, top three was strong. Fair. Strong. I that's will step off that. Okay. The, 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 over, okay. the overall point. And I didn't I get would, into, like, Jimmy Johnson. The yeah, guys right. yeah. Less on wins, but still had very Fair. high level success. The only point I'm making is, I think that Andy is, if Andy wins tomorrow, it helps him. But I don't think a loss is, like, a major blow to his reputation for what he is. He's already in the Hall of Fame. He's already in top ten conversation for all time. So like Andy's already gonna be fine whether he wins or loses tomorrow. I don't think it's a huge but it does day matter for, for it his matters, legacy. but I don't like, think it's he it it is a, a scarlet letter on him that does not go away until you win the Super Bowl. Like it is. It is. Know? But I think it more I think he can only help himself as opposed to hurt tomorrow. Unless he really messes things up. Unless he has an Andy moment. Yeah, unless he has yeah. A, yeah, that would be not good. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Andy, Doug, any thoughts on that? And if you uh, I, if you call in and if you want a prop bet today, I'm happy to give you one, and I'm going to take your advice uh, because uh, I, I've been. Uh, it's been a bad, uh, bad week of, and I think the Super Bowl we we collect and get uh, get it all back here. So uh, let's go to Ryan in South Philly. Ryan, uh, quickly, do you think Andy is a is a better head coach than Doug right now, or no? I think it's a simple question. It's the fourth quarter. You've got a minute left. Which coach do you want to have the ball? It's a great point. Yeah. And I think everyone would say Doug. It is, but I think that I think that undervalues the rest of the week. I mean, look, I I, I think that's a great I, point, I know, Ryan. And you're but, absolutely right. Yeah. And again, and it's I'm like just, gradations. I'm just, I'm just asking not, a simple question. It's a good question. No, I, you know, I agree. and I think and I think your answer speaks volumes. But most importantly, I have an amazing prophet. Okay. Ooh. Oh yeah, what's yours? Go go for it. Okay. Well, I've got a, I've got a real one and I've got a silly one. I okay. Mean, both both are able to be bet on. I'll start with the silly one. Okay. Looking outside of football, there are some incredible prop bets on the rest of the game, and I think we have to discuss. Okay. First off, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have seen uncut, uncut gems, but if you want to get crazy <laughs> and add something to your parlay that happens before the game even starts, the national anthem uh, yes. over under. A minute fifty-five. Ooh. I like the under Demi here. Lovato. I like yeah. so. So Lovato Ooh. went what? over at the M- McGregor Mayweather yeah. fight, Did. but but every other time she's done the national anthem and they've all been outdoors, she has been way under. So I'm leaning on past history more than just her past performance. It's an interesting one. The average length is 156, I believe, over the last eight Super Sounds Bowls. Right. But there have been a lot that are way under. Like Kelly Clarkson was like 134. I'm leaning under, but I I, I it I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm leaning There's under two. There's definitely more money in the under, yeah. Okay, yeah, and you get better odds. Well, Brian, more, more importantly, what are you taking in that bet? 
Absolutely the over. Oh, without the over. So she leans into it, huh? Demi Lovato, in the biggest moment of possibly her career, you think she's going <laughs> to cut it short? Yeah, you that think is... she's going to go under? I can respect the biggest moment of Demi Lovato's career take moment? on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ryan, I've got, I I've got you down for that, but uh, I'm going to give you one now. Uh, very don't simple. Forget okay. He has a silly I'm one too. Oh, I know. I'm going to get to the silly one. I thought that uh, was the silly one. Coin toss: Who wins okay, it, Chiefs or 49ers? One, I meant to say yes. Oh, absolutely, 49ers. 49ers win the toss. All right, we're down for that. And what's the silly one you like? Or the serious oh, one. okay. How how many one. commercials? Oh, it was uh, How how many commercials over the course of the Super Bowl will have dogs in them? Over um, under three and a half. I I got asked this the other day. It is a stone cold over yeah. on this. Thanks for I call, feel Ryan. like every commercial that I watch nowadays has dogs in it. Like three every time half. there's a commercial break, <laughs> there's a dog in the commercial. I know this because my wife loves to point out commercials with dogs in it. Like I think it's way stone cold over. I'm I might even take the over at like twelve. Yeah, I'm with you. I oh, think I this like is as good of it. I have another uh, uh, dog related problem. Oh, oh, is that right? I can't believe. The line on this, it, it's really a slap in the face. <laughs> Puppy Bowl, Team Fluff is only a seven and a half That's point favorite. Unbelievable. How is this possible? Team Fluff might win by 35 points. I'm just throwing that out. How do they, like, what's the actual Puppy Bowl? Like, how does it work? I've, You've I, never watched the Puppy no, Bowl? No, I've never watched. I know what it is. Do you have is. a heart, man? I love dogs and everything, but I've just, it's, it's on just, during the Super just Bowl, puppies right? Puppies running around and being So awesome. is there a score? Like how, yeah, yeah, they like actually like pick up a little football. That's what I mean. How do they yeah. do it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't think it's very you know serious about it, but yes, they carry a score. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We turn to our good friend Justin in Tennessee, who, by the way, writes incredible reviews on iTunes. I might want to point that out as well. Genesis, uh, Justin, what's going on, bud? How are you? Hey, boys, I've waited all day for this. You know what? <laughs> good. I'm glad you're with us, man. I have. I've I've been here at the house. I've been peddling around the house, and I'm working on my basement trying to build me a so-called man cave, and I didn't want to do nothing. And I thought, well, it's about 1 o'clock. It's about time to listen to my boys. And now I've been working my tail off listening to you fellas. Well, I appreciate it, man. What's on your mind today, bud? <laughs> uh, I would like to say I would take Doug over Andy just for the same reason the other caller had. You know, it's fourth quarter. You got – Minute, minute and a half. Are you going to take? Uh, yeah, but Justin, really? don't, I mean, don't you think that Patrick Mahomes is almost Andy Reid proof at that point? I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> he he is probably the best right now in the NFL. But daggone, I mean, if you if you take you know same rosters and everything, it's just I don't know, dude. I mean, yeah, but- I, I love Andy to death. We've been over this and over this. But one thing I want to get to, man. How about hot takes pass? Colin Andy, top three all time. Yeah, I know. All right. Ooh, all right. Came all in right. hot there. All right. Today, he ba- backed off that one pretty quick. I mean, he's probably top three of the last 25 years, right? <laughs> I, I, would, I would say top, maybe top five last 25 years. But anyway, the thing I wanted to get to, it's not Super Bowl related or anything, but uh, uh, I, I read Elliot's article, I guess I seen it this morning on Twitter, about uh, what he would do to – you yeah. know, right the ship, maybe, you know, uh, signing Malcolm yeah. and uh, looking at defensive ends and stuff. Looking at the draft, we all, you know, we, we've all agreed we want wide receivers and stuff. Let's say the top three are gone. You know, they go way before how he could trade up. He couldn't work a deal to trade up. We're sitting there at 21, and you've got either Javon Kenlaw, I think he's from South Carolina, the cornerback from LSU Fulton, or Grant Delpit. You know, who would you guys take? Me, I would take Fulton 
but if they don't sign Malcolm, you know, Delpit might be. You know, you know what's crazy, Justin? I think, I think Delpit is an amazing player. So do I. Like an, exactly. ama- like an amazing football player. And I, I, I do too, man. That would be tough. And I mean, the receiver class is so loaded. Of course, we said this a few years ago with the running back class. But, I mean, you could get a guy like the kid from Arizona State, the Penn State kid, the TCU kid in the second round possibly. KJ and all those guys. Yeah. I, I get one of those guys. Yeah, Justin, but it's a it's – One a, more thing. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I keep cutting you off. I apologize. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. James, check your DMs. I'm going to try to hook you guys up. Uh, with some Tennessee flavor, just uh, check your DMs. Nice. All right. Great, I love Good. that. I need, Great told, show, guys. I need to be told. Love to check y'all. the DMs. John, so. when uh, Glass Joe or the Pillsbury Joe boy, when he's out this week for his surgery, I hope you fill in. Uh, love <laughs> no. hearing you guys. You're awesome. Appreciate but, it, Justin. Thanks, buddy. Pillsbury Joe boy. Pillsbury Joe boy. One of the phenomenal. great nicknames in the history of time, as uh, far as I'm concerned. What's interesting, what you know, uh, Justin was referring to. You don't. You didn't even say like need to do these type of things to have a better you know right. season for t- you said they need to have a perfect off season again well i think it's a it's a huge off season for this franchise for for two reasons one they just have a lot of holes they need to fill when when i look at players they currently have on the roster that you would say are locks to be on it next year guys like carson lane johnson those type of guys there was only 26 of the 53 where I said, these guys are definitely going to be back. That's almost, I mean, it is basically half the roster. So there is going to be a lot of change. And I think not, not only is there going to be a lot of change, they have so many resources to make those changes. 10 draft picks, $44 million in cap space, where they're going to be making big decisions, and you absolutely have to get those right. I'm not going to say that this offseason sets up the next five years, but it's critically important for this franchise and for Carson to use the resources they have this offseason and make the right decisions. I mean, this could be catastrophic if they don't have a good draft or they re-sign the wrong guys. And one thing I'll say, and we'll see who hits free agency, who's a surprise cut, those type of things. But when I look at the free agents at the two main positions they need, running back and cornerback, uh, not running back, sorry, wide receiver and cornerback, I don't really love any of the free agents out there. I mean, I don't love any of the free agent cornerbacks. And I guess I, I like Robbie Anderson from the Jets, but I don't think he's like a stone-cold lock to give $14 million a year to either. So I think when you look at the free agents, there's no slam dunk there, and it just puts more importance on the draft. Excellent. Well, that uh, leads us up to some good stuff because I have a couple of questions about that free agent class in particular. Uh, we are taking all of your favorite prop bets, and uh, we've got a lot more coming up as we're going to break down the Super Bowl, still talk about Andy and Doug. It's all happening. John Barchard, uh, Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, all on a Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP 2020 Sports. Brought to you by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. I'm Sue Schilling. Super Bowl 54 tomorrow between Andy Reid's Chiefs and the 49ers in Miami. Former Eagle Hugh Douglas joined WIP earlier this week. Douglas, of course, played for Andy Reid when he was the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Douglas talked about Reid's former players pulling for him to hoist that Lombardi trophy and shared some memorable experiences from Reid's rookie season at the helm of the Eagles. He just went about his business and did what he was going to do. And we didn't know what that was. So when we were going through those practices and Andy was out there trying to kill us, I remember being in the huddle, man, and we were like, this, this cat don't know what he's doing. Like, we were thinking that. And, and I, I think he heard me say it. And he was like, quit your bitching. He told me, quit bitching. You're getting better. You're, you're becoming a better player. And when he did that, that's when I started to respect him because he, he was trying to weed out the bad apples. 
Hey, but I didn't know that at the time. Hey, Hugh, he was trying to break us, man. In 99, he was trying to find out which of you guys are foxhole guys and which of you guys do I need to get out of here, man. Exactly, right? Get a risk-free bet of up to $500 on the big game. Download Parks Casino Sportsbook app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA for details. Parks, the only sportsbook backed by the number one casino in Pennsylvania. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CBS 3 Eyewitness weather. Cloudy today. Evening rain showers possible. High 44. Scattered rain. Even snow showers possible tonight, but little to no accumulation expected. Low 35. Tomorrow, Sunday, mostly cloudy. Breezy. Slight chance for a p.m. shower the high at 46. It's 41 in Philadelphia to stream 94 WIP. Get our podcast and all the latest stories in Philadelphia sports. Go to the all new 94 WIP.com. Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds Radio, I'm talking over Prince. I'm so sorry, Prince. I'll never do it again. Well, we're not a music station, so you're going to have to talk at some point. But I'm with you. I mean, (laughs) yay, Prince. uh, I saw Prince in concert once. Did you? I did. How old were you? Uh, Not that long. It was, uh, um, I want to say, Emily and I, it was like just after we got married. So about nine years ago or so. nice. Yeah. There was... uh, It was awesome. He was, it was like three hours of him just pure energy running back and forth across the stage playing 10 different instruments dancing like he was amazing yeah and i, I uh, three hours yeah three hours it's a yeah. long time yeah it's, it's what you pay for it's actually, I, what you, it's actually what, what you go no, to no concert show. should be over here we go hour 15 oh, oh, horrible God. take yeah stop, <laughs> stop. Well, everything it, every maybe, one of your scrolls maybe an hour and a half well they did a Jam-packed hour in Ireland. That was unreal. <laughs> An embarrassing. Three hours is you, you a just, very just, long time. You don't like concerts. That's okay. No, I like concerts. I don't no, you, you don't. Like yes, don't. I do. Or yeah. movies then or stand-up. When you go to concert, you're like, please don't end. Keep playing. I don't want this to end. Keep going. You yeah. don't feel that, obviously. But, but, but like you've been to concerts for like eight hours at a time. Like, yes, that's like I a work day. One like, concert that was eight hours. <laughs> okay. It was amazing. But people but. say that about Bruce Springsteen. It's like, oh, he played for four and a half hours. Like... Well, okay. If, if, so if you like his music, when, and I yeah. again not a Bruce guy, but if you like his music, wouldn't you want yeah, that more? That sounds of it? like my own personal. No, I just think like, just nothing, like but, nothing but the hits <laughs> oh, for like gosh, an hour and a half. Take. Like, oh my God. that's the concert I want in my life. Uh, well, good thing we won't be going to concerts anytime soon together. Apparently, it, 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 although that that was that. the uh, Prince Super Bowl halftime. Well, see, I, I figured it and was, I, and I heard Glenn say that that was the best halftime show. It's the best one I've seen. Big Daddy had it at number two on his list, and last break I came back with Foo Fighters because. They need to play a Super Bowl. Oh, they yeah. They need to play a Super yeah, weren't Bowl. They in, oh, no, he played the Foo Fighters. That's why. That was. I don't know if he did that on purpose or not, but I remember Prince playing a Foo Fighters song during the Super Bowl, didn't he? Did he really? I, I don't I'm remember. I'm pretty, pretty sure he did. I don't remember that. But either way, I, Prince is my favorite that I've seen, that yeah. I remember. And again, to be fair, I'm not someone who is always super invested in the halftime show personally, but I, I thought Prince was amazing when yeah, he did Yeah, for it. a man that has bad music, takes him really curious if you have an opinion on what was the bad, best halftime show. I mean, look, Justin Timberlake was really good two years ago. I thought he was, was fine. I, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not that big into the, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> not, he was really not good. surprising. You know, what's interesting is, so, um, seeing Justin Timberlake, because he was the Eagles halftime. Correct. Right. Like, you realize how much it's shot for TV. Like, in the stadium, 
it it's almost hard to follow. It's because it's so like compact. That makes sense. It. That's interesting. Yeah, like it's not it's not as good as it is when you watch it on. I TV. I can imagine that. That makes sense. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It is Go Birds Radio. Uh, John Barton along with Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer. We are uh, here until three o'clock, and um, we just had some listen. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, so, the fine folks Barry in the lead coming back from break here over at the post uh, gave us a sample of what we are going to have on the menu tomorrow. For our Super Bowl watch party. Again, 129 South 30th Street, which is right across from where our beautiful new studios are. They gave us a little barbecue. Mm-hmm. They gave us a little mild buffalo. They've dropped off some nachos, and we are enjoying every some buffalo dip too. ounce of it. Buffalo dip is what it was. Yeah. My bad. Buffalo well, dip. The buffalo is... wings and the dip. Yes. Just... By yes. far the best type of dip, by the way. Uh, oh, well, yeah, if you're not obviously. bringing that to the party. I mean, that's a pretty standard take. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say it was no. a hot take. I was just, yeah. <laughs> Cancel all your plans tomorrow is what I'm saying. Come hang out with us. They've got delicious food. Uh, you know, you can smell it through the radio of how good it is. And uh, and we'll have a good time, you know. Prop bets, James Seltzer drinking uh, Bud Light Seltzers and all that fun stuff. Again, mm-hmm. 129 South 30th Street. It's the Go Birds Watch Party happening at the Post here in Philadelphia. And uh, I know our good friend Tom from Abington is coming tomorrow. Hey, old fellas. How are we doing <laughs> What's today? Up, brother? Hey, I got uh, I got a well. First off, if John Ritchie was there, he'd be asking where the deviled eggs are, right, James? <laughs> I know. Yes. yes. <laughs> deviled eggs. Well, yeah. So there was a question on the midday show of what is your perfect, like, what's the the number one thing you would bring to a Super Bowl party? And Richie said deviled. Eggs. Oh God! Have you guys ever had hey, fried deviled eggs? He said deviled eggs. Yeah, it's a horrible take. Uh, I don't think it's that horrible of a fried? take. Fried deviled to eggs? a Super Bowl party, bringing I, deviled eggs. I feel yes, like deviled eggs up. are a pretty standard, like. Appetizer type thing. Well, Look, I mean, it wouldn't Bowl be my party. first one, but I, I, don't, I think Super it's, Bowl party. it's in the top six. Yeah, picnic. Picnic. picnic or like a you yeah. Know, you show up with devil eggs too. My, sure, my Super Bowl party. Devil eggs at a picnic does not sound good. You're outside. I would rather All have right. it at a Super Bowl party. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. I'm not a devil eggs guy anyway. So, so. I got a uh, I got a prediction for you guys. I got a bold prediction within the game, and I got oh, a beautiful. couple props. But Wonderful. you know, I get in my truck and I'm listening to you guys. I almost drove off the road when I heard Elliot Spy Parks over there. Say Andy Reid is one of the top three coaches of all time. Okay. That was to, to be fair, this Whoops. was we were just Oopsies. talking, and I said that I think it just fell out. He's yeah, so like, used to just getting takes out there. He's I mean, had to look, pop it out. It, I think Andy is top eight, and we just came up right. We no. we went through it like he's, no, he's somewhere not. between eight and ten. Yeah, we were when you got well, to Pete Carroll we at eight. No, I but I didn't even I mention others. Andy. I think Andy's top twenty. I he's not Andy top is, three. Okay, he's being, not top three. He's definitely one of the best uh, regular season coaches of all time. I will give him that. But what holds him back is he's one of the biggest choke artists in playoff what do history we, do you think for the Bill, NFL. Tom, do you think Bill Cowher was a great coach and deserved to be in the Hall of Fame? Um, It's borderline, but I, I'd probably lean towards yes. Yeah, I mean, that's – I thought it was close. I agree with Tom. Like, yeah. I, w- I didn't think – I. The I'm hardware fine is with Cowher. I'm in, fine right? with Cowher getting him. Yeah, well, he won a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, that yeah. matters. Like you're right. making it seem I'm like Barger, yeah. I'm all about the hardware. You're making it seem like winning a Super Bowl doesn't matter. Like no, it, it does matters. matter, but right. it shouldn't be the be all end all. Is 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 all I'm saying when it comes to yeah, winning right, the, so the thing tomorrow, that everyone plays the game for shouldn't be the be all end all. Okay, how many how many playoff right, so wins tomorrow, does Andy have? Fourteen. Okay, so it's like sixth all time. But he's fourteen. Okay, and f- so there you go. He's yes. fourteen and fourteen. Yeah, all right, buddy. Let's not get too excited about your little thing the there. He's a five hundred coach. You want to guess what Don Shula's playoff record is? I, 
what, what does that matter? I mean, well, he's 19 and 17. Don Chul has 328 career wins. Okay, he's but like I'm just way saying, like, Andy. And he won two Super Bowls. Don Chula won two Super Bowls. You can't, like. And Andy might have two by the time he started that. Yeah, then it's a different discussion. If Andy starts winning Super Bowls, then it's a different discussion. Uh, anyway. right, so tomorrow I yes. got San Francisco winning thirty-seven to twenty-nine. Wow. Thirty-seven twenty-nine. I got Bosa. I got I got Bosa as the MVP. Ooh, Eighteen wow. to one odds. I think he's going to have three sacks with one strip sack return for a touchdown. That's my bold prediction. Von Miller. And then just to give you two man. two prop bets. Okay, hit one. Uh, I would go over two and a half dressing changes for J Lo. Oh yes. And I, like that. I would go over. Three and a half hours on Pillsbury Joe Boy's Super Bowl bath. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet we have some insight. Sorry, there are not even there, odds Tom. on the board. You can't, it's too it's too much of a lock. You can't even bet on it, Tom. <laughs> Very interesting. No, uh, I wonder uh, what do you think? Uh, you think Jody Cameron's having a Super Bowl party? No, or is this just a, a time in the bath and just watching but, the Super Bowl? Watching the Super Bowl in the bath. I don't think that's happening either. Okay, but. Let me let me ask James a question. All right. Sure. Why does Andy being 14 and 14 matter, but Don Shula being 19 and 17 doesn't? Well, 19 and 17 is better. Right, by one game. No, but again, I told you, like, it's not that it doesn't matter. It's all gradations. I'm not saying Don Shula is top on my list. I'm saying he's ahead of Andy because he has two Super Bowl victories and more playoff wins and more regular season wins. I'm not not saying Andy's ahead of Don Shula, to be clear. Okay, so I'm I'm just wondering why Andy being 500 in the playoffs is like. You said it in a way like he's well, fourteen and fourteen, it, right? Because you were saying like he's got fourteen playoff wins, but you also have to acknowledge he has fourteen playoff losses too. Like okay. that matters. And again, you're like he hasn't won the Super Bowl. Like that's the biggest argument against Andy Reid. He has not yes. won a Super Bowl. If we're talking all time great head coaches, like I can't put him at a guy who's won multiple Super Bowls. I can't do that. Like Jimmy Johnson won two Super Bowls, and and even then he didn't coach. That long, I would still put him ahead of Andy Reid right now. Like, yeah, I think to. it's an interesting discussion in terms of obviously longevity versus you know Doug already has a Super Bowl, Peak like and all that. But right. the point is with Shula, Shula has both. He's got Andy beaten everything. He's been to more Super Bowls. He's won more Super Bowls. He's won more games. Won more playoff games, and he's over five hundred. But I, look, so like it's a bad comparison. It's hard for head coaches to be. You're not going to be you know twenty one and five in the playoffs, or maybe well, Bill Belichick. So, I mean, but some like, are, so, I mean, yeah, Bill but my point Belichick's is thirty one and thirteen or something absurd like that, yeah. which is like. Just absurd. It's insane. Like, it's a, I think the second most playoff wins is for Edgar, which is like 20, I think. In it's almost wild to think he's been knocked out of the playoffs 13 times. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. 888-729. Well, lost three Super Bowls with him, yeah. right? Yeah, 94-94. Nick Foles. Uh, and, Damn right. Oh, is that is that what happened in that yeah. one? I forgot about that. Uh, and, was, and? Oh. To Doug Peterson. Ah, yep. to Doug Peterson as well. So, I, uh, I, 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 Ian Rappaport had a little something-something speaking of the Super Bowl tomorrow. It involves... Uh, an eagle, and it involves maybe him not playing, which is pretty oh, interesting. Former eagle, let's say. Yeah, former <laughs> eagle. 888-729-9494. It is Go Birds Radio. All happening right here. Sports Radio, 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio. Happening right here. Sports Radio, 94 WIP. 888-729-9494. Uh, and uh, like I said, there is a... Uh, a little bit of an update with the uh, former Eagle, Sean McCoy, as Ian Rappaport. I mean, he's tiptoeing around it, basically. He's like, hey, there's a probably, maybe, kind of, sort of chance that Sean McCoy is going to be inactive. Well, hasn't he been inactive for entire, most yeah. of the playoffs, I think? Uh, last, uh, last. So the way he phrased it is uh, Chiefs veteran running back is heading toward being inactive tomorrow. 
heading towards. Two, yeah, it was a good, two good former way to Eagles, it. great. It's going to be an active. You know? <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Matthews, LaShawn McCoy, uh, yeah. Pro- what he uh, and and you had said something like right before we got on the air, uh, and he was pretty open to the idea of LaShawn McCoy coming back here. No, well, so my vote would not be for LaShawn to come. Oh, okay. My, the the point I was making is LaShawn's going to be a free agent. Um, you read the articles coming from him out of the Super Bowl in terms of how he's enjoying being a veteran, you know, an older guy, helping younger players. Jeffrey Lurie has always had a soft spot in his heart for McCoy. Um, I think you go into next year with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott as your lead guys. But, I mean, McCoy is not the player he used to be, but he does a lot of the same things Miles Sanders does. I I wouldn't completely rule it out is all I'm saying. I I would not do it, but I think it's something – that will be discussed. He's going to be a. Free I agent. would be surprised only be because look, yeah. I mean because they of brought the talk. Deshaun back, right? But Deshaun can still play. I mean, Shady's cooked. <laughs> Shady's about to be inactive in the Super Bowl. He's been inactive in the playoffs. Shady's cooked. He's done. Yeah. And with the whole you know kind of mantra of youth, of an infusion of youth, letting young guys that's, play. That's true. I would be surprised. I I agree with you. I think Laurie has a soft spot for McCoy, so you never know. It is a possibility. I'd be surprised, and and personally, I would be. Staunchly against it. I do not need Lashawn McCoy back. No, and I good on McCoy. especially with Deshaun. <laughs> well, that too. I mean, definitely yes. Yeah, that's... but no, we don't even need in locker room. Like a veteran guy who's helping young players. Really, like we all know Lashawn. Yeah, the Eagles this, already have a lot of veterans I, too. And, yeah, like... <laughs> and Shum, like Lashawn McCoy is never like we, we, he left for you know a year and went to Kansas City and now or a couple you know was from Buffalo where he was a problem. Like I don't know. I just. I'm not I, a shady guy. I, to be clear, I, think, I would I'm not, not do a fan it. Of I would not person. do it. I'm just saying, you know, and then you could the, see it happening. Yeah, I and I will say how he did say one of the things he has to do this offseason is realize that guys he has a soft spot for can't yes. come back. So which maybe, is why I feel like it'd be surprised. Yeah, and uh, and to James's point, I don't even. I mean, I don't even want him for. A Wall of Fame ceremony. I don't want his number well, retired. Ridiculous. I don't like. He's no. the best running back in the history. No, he of the will. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I don't Definitely need don't him want either. His number retired. I, that's, no. I know Elliot has mentioned that. But I think he's the best running back in the history of the insanity. Franchise. I mean, you know well, what? Is, so what? Again, like, what do you mean, so what? Because a retiring a number is like something that is usually reserved for Hall of Fame players, players right. that are the highest of the not just the best year position in the history of the franchise, one of the best year position in like NFL, like in terms of right. those types of terms. LaShawn McCoy's not that. He's just the best of a well, no of one's a worn it average since group. he left. Again, that doesn't mean that they should retire. But it's essentially retired at that point. Yeah, I know it's not, but like it's, that's fine. Just don't put it up on the wall and say it's retired. So you're okay with no one else wearing it again? You just don't want the ceremony because it's not. His number should not be retired. Like again, then, then you I would, think someone else should? Wear I would it? prefer someone should wear it. Okay, sure, yeah. Right. I I would be happy if someone wore 25 again. It's a great number. I it's think a phenomenal number. Yeah, yeah. I do not want that not to be worn, and I certainly don't want it retired. I I think Bill Metz had actually brought this up to me this week. I thought it's a pretty good idea. If you want to go ahead and split it and go Tommy McDonald, LaShawn McCoy, I'm fine with that. You know, like if you want to no, – there, it there should has be to be Tommy McDonald. Many. If we're it really going to retire, it should be Tommy McDonald. And the only – like I, Tommy McDonald only has like 600 more yards than LaShawn McCoy, and that's two different eras. It's totally and if different you, era, yeah. If you take out the, the 300 carries that Chip Kelly gave to him back-to-back years, I don't know if that's – you know, really, really ends up being like the all-time leader in. Uh, oh, but in he's still got. He's still I know got it's still the there. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think it's necessary for him to come back. If he wants to sign as a, you know, a one-day eagle, fine. If that makes him happy, so, so be it. I just always thought he was more of a problem than fun here in Philadelphia. I mean, he was pretty so. fun here. Like, let's not look past the fact that he was one of the most exciting running backs 
Indiana. He was. No, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to change history. Yeah, he was exciting, but they didn't win meaningful games with him, right? I mean, they didn't have playoff success. No, they didn't. Not like you look back and be like, wow, the shady years were so great. Has he ever won a playoff game? I don't think so, right? I mean, other than being inactive with the Chiefs. Right. I mean, as like with the Eagles. Uh, no, well, because he wasn't here in 09 yet, 13, right? right? He wasn't here for the Cardinals. They when, they, when they lost oh, to the Cardinals, the he wasn't here, right? When That's what I was trying to wonder. That year, because Deshaun was, no, was here that, that was year. Yeah, and year. he was not here, so he was here the next year. So the only time he made the playoffs was the Chips' first year and the year with Michael Vick, the Michael Vick year, 2010, right. whatever. And they lost. Those are the only two times yeah. he made the playoffs. 888-729-9494. We go to Max in Allentown. Max, what's going on, bud? Thanks for calling the show. Oh, oh, hey, a couple of observations, yeah, just hearing about McCoy's name. I, You know, I, I would say McCoy is the fourth best running back in Eagles history. I've seen Wilbert Montgomery, uh, Brian Westbrook, Ricky Waters. Um, I, I mean, he, he, is the, he is the franchise's all-time leader yeah. in rushing yards. I mean, it's, yeah, well, it's, yeah, stat-wise, stat in the NFL changed. You know, uh, back in the day, they were trying to stop the run. And Wilbert Montgomery, 1,500 yards, I mean – yeah, that no, was, I mean, look, Wilbur yeah, I didn't player. see Wilbert. What I, I can agree with you. Ricky Waters, it was a much shorter time here, but Ricky Waters was a better player yeah. here than LaShawn McCoy was. There's no question about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But my, my main premise here, it's an observation. I think it's pretty interesting. Both Super Bowl teams, okay, they had the highest average uh, running speed. Yeah. Okay, whoever carried the ball all year. Yeah, the number one and two. San Francisco's a slight second. And uh, it was pretty fascinating to me because I looked up the Eagles and they were dead last. They had the slowest. Oh, were they? I was uh, trying to look up where they came and I couldn't find it. You're saying on that yeah. list they were dead last? Yeah, they were They were dead last. Well, I can't really say dead last, but they were. the number was ridiculously low. Okay. To well, that makes sense. I, I mean, just from the yeah. eye test all year of yeah. watching them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to be top ten, but yeah. I was just curious how low they were. Yeah. So here we could look at, you know, in the NFL, you know, team speed – and a great pass rush is going to translate to being a dominant team. Yeah. The Eagles, okay, for some reason, Howie Roseman, he doesn't draft fast guys. He looks at overall production. You know, when you look at Derek Barnett, uh, Marcus Smith, um, he, he, they led the, the team in sacks. You know, automatically Howie Roseman had to draft them. Um, and last year I went crazy when they drafted Orsega Whiteside. I said, why – are they passing up all these fast wide receivers like Paris Campbell, DK Metcalf, Hardman? Um, this is a flaw. This is a major flaw for Roseman. And this is a rebuilding year for the Eagles with 10 draft picks. You have to move some guys, too. Will Roseman learn from his mistakes? Will he or will he stick to being stubborn, Roseman, and uh, try to be the smartest guy in the room like he like he's been the last 10 years. Well, and, I mean, this this be, Max issue. being the smartest guy in the room is one of the Super Bowl, too. So, I mean, uh, so let's – and I know that that's kind of like his I his think Howie is who he is at this point, yeah, in my like opinion. You're, you're, he's, what, are you, what, are you, what are you asking him to do? Do the opposite of, of all the bad things that you've done? Like, that's just not going to well, happen. And well, I think he might have learned from those mistakes. But I the production Howie, point I Howie agree Howie realized yeah. – I mean, he talked about that a little bit in his press conference in the year that, like, maybe they did put too much emphasis on – college production and le- and not enough on physical abilities. And I think well, they might change, at least adjust. But we knew that. It's not just – I don't think this team is just missing speed. Like, it's missing just – Well, they are missing They, speed. they are, but I, I don't do think, think that's that just it. You it's, know? Well, no, it's not just it. Yeah. But it, it's one of the major problems. But I also think when you look at Howie's time as general manager, and if you, you can include prior to, you know, 2013 if you want or not, but even if you just look 2016 to now, I think that, you know, like when he came back in 2016 – 
his clear goal as a front office was to build, right? They were they're always going to try to win, but they were not going into 2016 thinking, okay, let's let's you know we're going to compete for a Super Bowl. Then they win it in 2017, and I think that really changed Howie's mindset and his blueprint because they were like, okay, we got to win it again, right? And that's why you saw a lot of older players come here. What'll be interesting to me is. If, if Howie, like, I think he is who he is as a talent evaluator, but it's more just what type of players he's looking for, in my opinion. It's going to be different this offseason than the past. Yeah, uh, and I don't know how that kind of changes with, you know, uh, uh, Andrew Barry going out and, you know, kind of, uh, was it Andy Weald? Is that how you say his last name? Andy Weidel. Weidel, excuse okay. me. Uh, I, you know, they, they've been excited about him for a very long time and uh, almost like, uh, at least perceptionally, I, I don't actually know that they get along better than than Joe Douglas and all this other different stuff. So I don't I don't know if there's like a uh, a, a style in which they've built this front office to kind of all get that ready. Like Joe Douglas is here to make sure that this gets stabilized, and mm-hmm. and now that kind of continues on. And there's got to be some new ideas that I would assume come from at least that, that or or I don't know how because that's the thing about Howie. We don't he's the general manager, but there is clearly. I, I don't know, other decisions that are being made that aren't his. At least that's how I feel about it. What do you mean? Like, he does not have final – he has oh, final – Oh, Howie definitely has yeah, final say. I would say to a fault. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I'm sure, I'm sure there's times – I'm sure he leans a, on yeah. guys. I'm sure yeah. he, like, leans on people and asks for and I think help there, and all that. There's but. probably times Jeffrey Lurie steps in. But in terms of guys in the front office, I mean, like, Howie valued Joe Douglas's opinion, right? So Joe would have say in that regard, but it's it's Howie's show. Like, Howie makes the final decision. And to be fair to Howie, we have seen Howie change. Like, Howie was a different person before the Chip Kelly thing happened, came back and adjusted and kind of changed the way he went about his business. Now, maybe he just just got lucky in 2017, but I think he deserves the chance to at least say, all right, will he kind of do this differently? So, I'm not fighting you on this, but it is something that's said a lot. And I think that now that we've seen four years of Howie post-2016, is he a different Howie? I mean, you you look at the draft success. I think he's always had roughly the same amount of success. He had one really bad draft prior to Chip getting here. But uh, I don't know. I mean, Howie's always been really good with the cap. I think that's still who he is. I think he's always been average as a talent evaluator. I think that's still who he is. 2017, like, all props to him. He did it. He won it. It'll forever be his legacy. But if you take out 2017 – I don't know. I mean, they've nine and seven, nine and seven, seven and nine. I, I don't know how much idea. different he's been. Well, I mean, it certainly felt in terms of the way he goes about his business, it felt different. I mean, the whole working with others, all that. We're talking about him working with Andy White, yeah, working with Joe true. Douglas. That was a real complaint we had about Howie early on. It seemed like he stepped back when that happened to him and said, "All right, I gotta reevaluate how I how I act, how I do things." But yeah, I mean, look, he has to prove it again. Uh, he had a perfect 2017. The question with Howie Roseman is. Is he just a certain level of a fine GM who got incredibly lucky for one offseason, or is he a really good GM? I think that is still something that is and to be proved. I also think one thing, just I think Howie was a bit of a trendsetter in the league for the last like three years. When you look at just the stuff he did with the cap, the um, compensatory picks, all that type of thing. And I think now that everyone's kind of caught up to that, it'll be interesting to see what Howie's next move is. We talk a lot about how with head coaches, you know, if you're in the league for three years, people kind of know your game plan. Can you adjust, right? It would be interesting to see Howie's next four years versus these first four after 2016. Because he clearly yeah. – he's had success, but as with Doug and Carson and all that, like the success has been – you know, it's a it's a roller coaster to a certain degree. I mean, you know, seven and nine, nine and seven the last two years. So I don't think he's been a as a, much of a home run slam dunk GM as maybe we would have said, you know, even in midway through 2018. Yeah, and I think he's almost – 
forced to change his approach anyway. I mean, this isn't like, all right, we need to draft around these guys that we have to go win a Super Bowl. It's like, now let's set up for the, the long-term future. And I know that's why you draft anyway. Uh, you know, that's the whole point of the offseason. It's the whole point of getting young talent in here or whatever. But clearly their focus wasn't on that. I, I do think that changes slightly, even though I agree with you. I don't think the, uh, you know, the percentages are going to change too much on the hits there. Uh, let's go to our good friend Bob in Wilmington. Bob, what's going on, bud? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, guys. What's going on? What hey, up? Bobby. Hey, uh, I can't, it took me about 30 seconds to come up with 12 coaches better than Reed. <laughs> okay. All right, look. And that three comment's really going to follow yeah, you I, everywhere. I, I just said it. it did, I shouldn't have said it. He's not a top three head coach of all time. No, I'm not. <laughs> not. Elliot, I'm not picking on you. I'm just I'm just expressing my opinion. That's... Can I give you these 12 real fast? Hit it um, to me. Sure, James. I want you to Shula, Lombardi, Noel, Landry, Belichick, Parcells, Weeb Eubank, who won two with the Baltimore Colts and one with the New York Jets, Mike Shanahan, John Madden, Bill Walsh, George Hallis, and Doug Peterson to make it a baker's dozen. No, I mean, you, look, you can't. <laughs> there were even other names that I could add on to that list, too. That's a Doug, point. Doug, Doug is Marv not. Marv Levy, you'd probably have to put ahead of Doug. Doug, like Doug is Super not Bowls. ahead of Andy yet. Doug is a great head coach, but Doug is not no, ahead of I, Andy that, that was done for humor purposes. Okay, all right. Okay. But I, I can't put Levy ahead of Andy. You know, Holmgren, I'm not an Andy you fan. You could put Holmgren uh, ahead of him. I mean, there are other names are the point. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, he's. He is six all-time in like, Right, I mean, he is middle seven, middle seven, teens sorry. somewhere, right? He's seventh all time in wins. So I mean, you know, he like, set, he, I mean, seventh all time in wins talking, is not something just to look over. I know he hasn't had, he has not won a Super Bowl, but he's had playoff playoff success as well. I mean, it's not like he's Marvin Lewis, who has you know never won a playoff game or maybe won one. Well, that that, that that's true, but th- there was a lot of heartbreak involved in that in that uh, there was, regime. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, we get right to the. Right to the cusp of uh, of winning it all, and uh, uh, when you lose in the playoffs, it's a long drink of water till the next game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, and I think James' uh, it, point, hard, it, the, the point James made is is a good one. Where it's kind of just how he's lost, and the fact that you know three of them were at home. You know, each year you thought, okay, this is the year. Like Doug has lost playoff games, but I don't think either of the ones he's lost, you've looked at and said that was just a crushing defeat because of go leading no. up to it, you were you were considered underdogs. Well, you know, Alshon drops a pass and uh, yeah. Carson gets hit in the back of the head. You know, yeah, that's right. uh, I, I don't even count this, the, the Seattle game against Doug. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, what was he supposed uh, to do in that spot? I agree with you. There, there's no way. But uh, you guys still have the best show on. It's very enjoyable listening to Eagles talk. Thanks, appreciate, appreciate it. But real quick, do you want a, uh, a prop on the way out here? Uh, do I have one? No, no, I'm no. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one to decide on. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, does San Francisco 49er kicker Robbie Gould have more or over or under seven and a half points in this game? So three over field goals. Or, oh, I would say over. Over, over. Plus okay, so at least, least field goals and extra points. Bob is down for Robbie Gould and the over. I got him for a couple there. field goals, and uh, I think James is on the money. I think the 49ers win. Um, I think it is a close game. But uh, I have a funny feeling when everybody says it's going to be high scoring, I think it's going to be low scoring. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm looking at – I know at, uh, that goes against conventional wisdom, but I'm looking at, say, 24-17, 24-20, somewhere in there. I love it, Bob. Thank you so much for calling, man. I have a, I have a random Super Bowl thought. Okay. I wish this game was in a dome. 
Two high-powered <laughs> offenses. I don't know. I just oh, yeah. Le- grass look, it, field doesn't do it. Yeah, but it, at least it's 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 a, a nice like weather location. Yes. Like it'll be beautiful out in Miami. I, I think I, I would I know just be excited if this was in New Orleans. A fast track yeah. in yeah, New exactly. Orleans. Yeah, I, I can I can feel that. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four. Well, what's going on, Rashim? How are you? Yo, Rashim. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? What's up, bud? Yo. What's up? How you guys doing? Good, what's good. Up, Shame. You hearing me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. What's on your mind today, oh, brother? Uh, hey, hey. Oh, oh, no, nah, nah. I want to talk about LaShawn McCoy. You know, if I heard you guys mention it, and I guess all three of you was on the was on the other side as far as you don't want him back. I actually disagree. I won't mind him coming back just to be that in the rotation. I don't think it's, it's really a bad thing. And I think all the reports that came out about him is speculation. Speculation got Deshaun Jackson out of here, and he really didn't do anything. So I don't. Well, I can't I mean, just go uh, off speculation. Like, yeah, I understand. I'm not saying all the the stuff that's been rumored about Lashawn McCoy, but like, there's been enough stuff that's not speculation that we know that he's not like the best locker room guy. He's not like the and the fact that you know, he's, he's just probably like, cooked. Well, some grim, I mean, yeah, well, that biggest thing is I just don't think he can yeah. play anymore. My number one thing is he can't play anymore. The number one reason I want Shady back is because he can't play anymore. But on top of that, it's not okay, like he's James, like. James, but you made him like. But you made him like he was a bad guy. And it was. I think he is reason. a bad guy like, personally. Like, that's like my own personal was... opinion. I, no. I pers. Yes, I'm saying me personally. I'm allowed to feel how I feel. I don't think Shady's a great. When you've guy. interacted with him too. Yeah, yeah I, I work yeah. for the team. Like I just don't think Shady's an awesome guy. Like I'm allowed to feel that way. I'm not saying it's because of specific things that people say out there. Me personally, I'm just not a Shady fan. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask okay. you, Rasheem. I mean, that's how. Off the field right. stuff aside, do you still think he could contribute on the team? Because you're saying as a rotational guy, like I see oh, that absolutely. point, but, but oh, absolutely. But as the number three absolutely. back, and I also just think if you bring McCoy back, just because of what he's accomplished here, and I'm not saying a personality in a bad way, but he's a guy that obviously for good reasons has a lot of confidence in himself. I mean, do you think he would be okay taking a back seat to Miles Sanders and Boston Scott? Because I think we would both probably agree you want them to touch the ball more next year than McCoy would, even if McCoy comes back. Right, right, right. But even still, you know, you know, with the Eagles being, you know, as far as like our key players aren't able to stay healthy throughout the yeah. whole season, I think having Sean McCoy on the roster would be huge just because of, you know, I still think he could play. I'm not saying he could be that every down guy, but if anybody get hurt and you need, need him in a pinch, yeah. I think he could absolutely I, I'll, still play. I'll say this too, like James and Rasheem seem on opposite sides of this. I'm probably lean more towards James, but I do. I'm not like completely against it. I just wouldn't like it. He's I'm, just co- he's going to be inactive. We've already in gone the through Super Bowl. He can't three years even of make Darren's the field rules. in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want someone on the Eagles who can't make the field in the yeah. playoffs? I mean, we're talking the number three running back though, so it's not like we're saying the number one. But but why would you want that? Wouldn't you want a number three running back? Who well, has it's not upside? like the Chiefs' offense is trash. Wouldn't I mean, the you Chiefs want someone with upside, or even like someone like I mean, Jordan Howard back, or someone like that. Like I'm not saying that's. I'm just saying as an example, right. someone you can get pretty cheap, whatever. Like yeah. Shady's just. Not good anymore. Again, I lean more your side. Yeah. I'm just not as against it as you are. 888-729-9494. We do have some uh, some names from trade deadline pass that I'm really curious. Uh, whether these two guys would like them on the Eagles. Speaking of, of new pickups, we'll get into that. Uh, we're going to have some more wings from the post because they're delicious. And we'll talk more about the Super Bowl as uh, we're gearing up towards 3 o'clock. It is Go Birds Radio. John Barchard, Ellie Shore Parks, and James Seltzer all here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP 2020 Sports. Brought to you by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. I'm Sue Schilling. Well, we're just a day away from Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Andy Reid's Chiefs and the 49ers set to do battle. And uh, 
former Eagle tight end Brent Selleck shared his time playing under head coach Andy Reid when he was a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought he was great. I mean, one thing he taught me right when I got here, uh, and I'll never forget, is he was like, listen, as tight end and really anybody on offense. He said, when you get out of that huddle and you get up to the line, look at the safeties. The safeties tell you everything. Where they're aligned, their depths, their widths, that's everything. Selleck, a guest earlier on the week right here on 94 WIP. Get a risk-free bet of up to $500 on the big game. Download Parks Casino Sportsbook app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA for details. Parks, the only sportsbook backed by the number one casino in Pennsylvania. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CBS 3 Eyewitness Weather. Cloudy today. Evening rain showers are possible. The high 44. Scattered rain or snow showers possible tonight. Little to no accumulation expected. Low 35 tomorrow, Sunday. Mostly cloudy and breezy. Slight chance for a p.m. shower. High 46. It's 41 in Philadelphia to stream 94 WIP. Get our podcast and all the latest stories in Philadelphia sports. Go to the all-new 94WIP.com. 2020 Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio. All happening right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP 888-729-9494. We've had uh, some pretty good props from from everybody today. Uh, I like uh, I like Tom's Bosa MVP pick. It's a nice one. It's a bold it's one. one I it's don't really one. think of. Uh, yeah. What's the last time a defensive – was it – oh, yeah. Well, Von Miller. So, Von Miller. And then prior to that, Malcolm Smith, who was a linebacker, won it. There, there have been a few defenses. Probably like, I would guess, like – was that the guy for the Buccaneers? That that, no, that that is um, uh, Dexter Jackson. I want to say okay. uh, Malcolm Smith was with the Seahawks in the, the yes, Denver right. Se- Seattle Super Bowl. Um, there have been a few defensive players. Yeah. It. Wide receiver a little bit more common. Like there's some long odds. Like Emmanuel Sanders hasn't had a big playoff. He's plus five thousand, which Man. seems like a lot. Like um, my issue with, with Debo Samuel at plus thirty five hundred. I've seen it lower in other spots. I think there's some upside with that type of play. I Plant like some Debo. seeds. Along Debo those Samuel. Things. I'm all in on Debo this game. I think Debo has a big game. I just think like with receivers and tight ends, in order for them to have a big game, the quarterback does. Which and I think, well, and that's generally right. What, yeah. Again, like I. So in terms of what I've bet on, I bet on Garoppolo to win it. Because and I Big got him Jimmy at, G guy. I got him at good odds. Well, if I think the Niners are going to win, why, and it was like yeah. four to one odds when I got it. It's down to two to one now, so I feel pretty good about that uh, bet. Man, it keeps going down. I huh? got Kittle at seventeen to one. I just put a dollar on it just because I was like one to win seventeen. Why not? Yeah, and he's he's up to plus twelve hundred, so that looked like a pretty good bet in terms of where the odds shifted to. Um, I'm with you. Look, it's that's why the odds. That's why it's plus three. That's why you you know put down a dollar to win thirty five. Like because like you know. The odds are usually that the quarterback wins it. So it's interesting how with the Niners we could all make our argument. Yeah, but it it's be. like just Mahomes with the Chiefs. It's like it's I, it is. Just yeah, Mahomes. it just yeah. is. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. All right, gentlemen, you ready to play a little game called Trade Deadline Ghosts? Yeah, sure. I didn't know this game was being I, played. I just, I'm I just excited to play it. it. I, I just love games. It. So uh, you had mentioned Robbie Anderson before, and then kind of got me thinking of of a, of a couple of different uh, names that. You know, I've been sitting out there. It seemed like every Eagles fan wanted them uh, at the beginning of the season uh, or uh, as tra- the trade deadline was happening. No, I'm not so sure. Robbie Anderson, you wouldn't take here for the uh, I know, reportedly I would, $10 million? I, dollars I would it take him. Well, it's, it seems like going to take more than, more like 13 or $14 yeah, million a year. Insane. a year. But Which uh, is too much. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you like him at 10, like if you think he's a good enough guy and you think he is a good enough player to come into your organization 
and you like him enough for 10, it's hard for me to say, well, I wouldn't do 14. Why? I mean, that's the that matters. That's it does different... matter, but, I mean, he fits. If you like Robbie Anderson enough where you say, okay, he's a legitimate deep threat, he's fast, he's young, like all those things are – like I think yeah, those – he just hasn't proven enough for me. Like I like Robbie Anderson at 10. I don't like him at 14, so there you I'm go. a terrible negotiator too, though, yeah. so you should You're know You're just that. like, ah, take it. One day I'll tell you guys a story when I bought my first car. It was – Oh, man, not good. <laughs> Uh, In fair. case you could tell from my Robbie Anderson debate. Yeah, I yeah. had a feeling. No, I like Robbie Anderson. My overall point was more when you look at the fact that Eagles have $44 million in cap space, but then you look at the players that are out there, there's really not a lot of elite players that are going to be available at corner or receiver, assuming Amari doesn't hit the market. And I really like Amari Cooper, um, but I would be surprised if he ended up with the Eagles. James, I give you Emmanuel Sanders, speaking of Super Bowl. And if uh, well, if he wins a ring, I'm kind of he might just say I'm good and – and head out, but what do you th- what really? Do you- yeah, I don't think he's, he's not retiring. Gonna retire. gonna you don't retire? think so? No, he's not. Bad, <laughs> Why would he man? retire? He can sign a new deal for like thirty million dollars. Yeah, Emmanuel the- Sanders is a good player. Is that right? Well, I know he is. I thought he was like closer to like. I think he's thirty-ish. I would guess. Yeah, yeah I thought he was thirty-one, thirty-two. Well, maybe I'm wrong about that, but either way, Emmanuel Sanders, yeah, yay or yay or nay? Yeah, for I you. take Emmanuel Sanders. I like. Yeah. Him I think Sanders. he'll stay in San yeah, Francisco. I do too. But I like him, and he's not going to be anywhere near that type of high number. So. I would He's like I would nine. like Emmanuel Sanders here, but again, I really really like the idea of just going with young unproven guys. Like, and I get that that I, I just <laughs> I don't do. want proven guys. I want the unproven. Yeah, guys. I do. I mean, look okay, how can you get young proven guys? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, well, Emmanuel Sanders is not one of them, I and know. it's hard I'm to just get talking in general. Yes, I know, but so, it's hard to get young proven guys. You actually sound like a baseball fan there. You know, everybody likes the the prospects over you know I uh, Chris I mean, look, Bryant Car- and all that Car- other Carson stuff. Carson so. played his best football when he was the dominant personality <laughs> on that field. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, I think when Carson runs the I, show, I agree. I don't need another like Alshon or someone like that. Right. Coming. I agree with that. Emmanuel Sanders is younger, a great player, but, but, but Emmanuel Sanders is not that. Like Emmanuel Sanders is just a veteran. Like there's a difference between veteran players and then guys who are high priced veteran players who Fair. come in with clout and whatever and this and that. Emmanuel Sanders is just a veteran player. Well, I think he's going like to get a, a big deal. Seems like a really good teammate, a good yeah. player. So that that's where I'm coming from with that. Uh, and then the last one, if you ever want to touch it, and I don't know, know why you would, but A.J. Green's pretty much out, no, right? nothing. I want zero Uh-oh, to do Oh, here it Green. comes. Elliot's got that what? look on his that face. Is, that, you just said you wanted young, unproven I know, guys. And I know. I know. I was playing a game in a year <laughs> who's so hurt he can't get on the field? I mean, oh, but, my God. No, no, but here's the this difference. This is, like, so incongruent You're right. You're you right. It's completely – you're right. It is. Completely. But – I don't Does know. He, you, wait, hold on. Do, do you know what incongruent means? I mean, I'm guessing it means like it doesn't <laughs> make sense. Could, could <laughs> I, saw, I saw his face. Yeah, oh, from context. I can yeah. figure it out from context. <laughs> All right, yeah. fair enough. Fair Probably enough. not confident enough to use it in a sentence. Right? <laughs> but, but, like, I mean, I don't know. Because he's going to cost way less. Like, if you can get him on a one-year deal, I just wouldn't I wouldn't hate that one as much. For some reason, I can't explain why. That's I just, so strange. Yeah, A.J. Green is like last. I want nothing to do with yeah, A.J. Green. I don't Green. even want to touch him. He hasn't played a full season in forever. Like, he just can't stay on the yeah, field. Yeah, but I think last year, too, was mostly he I think play. towards the end it was. Yeah. But still, it, it, there was a reason he missed those first, whatever, six, eight games before they was like, all right, we're just not going to But really I think the difference, it. though, is like, so with A.J. Green. 31, he's going to be 32. A.J. Green is like. Top seven or eight. I mean, he's going to cost more money than Emmanuel Sanders for sure. Like, oh, you think so? See, oh my God, yes. I think he's more of like a one year, eight nine million dollars. I mean, I mean, again, you mentioned he's coming off of 
two really I know, but he's still years. AJ Green. AJ Green signed a four-year, sixty million. Okay, dollar but that deal. was a long time. Ago. I know, but he's still. <laughs> but the point is, AJ Green is at a certain level of money. Yeah, but he's that not he that. He's not at that I level agree with anymore. You, but you think he's going to take a huge discount compared to Emmanuel Sanders? I don't think he's like, going to take a huge discount. I don't think he's worth as much as he used I to. I don't either. But that point is, there will be someone who's going to pay him more than a one-year. Oh, I don't think ten so. million dollars. I mean, Alshon got a one-year deal. Sure. Okay, and Alshon was at that point. Yeah. I mean, you know, coming off of a better year. I want someone who's going to be on the field for me. We just went yeah. through this. I'm not messing around with the guy who just missed the entire. Would year. you rather sign Emmanuel Sanders? Emmanuel to like, Sanders. Uh, wait, let me finish. Like <laughs> to like a three year deal for decent money, or uh, AJ Green to like one year. I don't think money. Emmanuel Sanders is getting a three year deal. I don't know why. You don't think so? No, he's 32. He's, I, he might I be. I mean, he might end up being the best receiver on the market. I think if, if Amari doesn't hit free agency, I think both of those guys are just going to go through a series of one year deals. Depending Either way, on where they I would just. Everything else, whatever, I'd rather have Emmanuel Sanders than A.J. Green, personally. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, personally, for me, I would rather be at the post uh, here at, at the wonderful, you know, it's right across from our building here. I mean, like, we're staring at it, and we were so happy to have Greg and Kelly, who are the wonderful managers over there, to not, not only drop off wings, but Buffalo Dip and a whole bunch of stuff is there preparing for the big Super Bowl watch party, the big Go Birds Super Bowl watch party going on tomorrow. Again, 129 South 30th Street, the Post in Philadelphia. Guys, thanks so much for stopping by. How are you? Absolutely. We're great. Thanks for having us. Uh, and Kelly, how are you? I'm awesome. Are you Thank guys you been guys. doing push-ups? Have you guys been, uh, you know, I, I, what do you guys do to prepare for We actually just took a dip party? in Schuchel, did a couple laps. Oh, nice. Yeah. And yeah. Came on over. Wake us up a little bit. I Fantastic. feel like they just cook, bang, and food to get ready. <laughs> I don't think push-ups is that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like what is, first of all, how long have you guys uh, been here? Because it's all new for us. We're used to all the stuff on right. that side of market. Now we're over here. So tell us about yeah. the post. Well, welcome to the neighborhood. Thank you. Um, we've been here for about a year, um, coming up on a year in January. So we also have Sunset Social, which is right above us. Well, it's that rooftop bar. It's so nice. Awesome. Yes. Amazing rooftop yes. bar. Um, that's awesome sign, too. I really like the sign that you yeah. guys have. See it yeah. right Just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> Dynamite drop. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool sign. I don't know. Uh, nice. So sunset seasonal, but all year round you have the post, which is a great alternative. Uh, 14 TVs. We're having a big Super Bowl party tomorrow, so we're really excited about it. Yeah, we are too. Uh, we've got uh, $20 buckets of Bud Light Seltzer. We've got uh, Buffalo Chicken Dip. We've got, I mean, how many different types of wings do you guys have at the post? Is we have this five different sauces. Excellent. Um, but we have a bunch of different food items and we have a kind of large format menu for tomorrow so we have spinach artichoke dip and jalapeno poppers barbecue chicken nachos mm. wings all the super bowl favorites so that's fantastic um, it's free for everybody no cover and just anyone that's looking for a spot we have a great place for everybody a lot to come of drink specials it. tomorrow absolutely um bud light seltzer just came out with yeah. a new uh oh, line yeah. you know I what know i really need to that. know because this is I, i'm thinking of a starting out with this can you tell me about the margarita fish bowls that you guys have over there? Yeah, they're well. Kelly would be better explaining. She's <laughs> yeah. our bartender. Oh, yeah. good, um, Kelly. Yeah, but they're also large be format. Bartending. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, tell yeah. me about them. Fish bowls are great. They're a huge bowl, and it's gonna be a huge margarita. So, <laughs> <laughs> what else can you have? I, pr I prefer a huge margarita <laughs> to a not huge margarita. Yes. She did a better job selling that than I did the sign. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. well, it wasn't hard. It was better. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, we're uh, kicking things off tomorrow. Uh, 4.30, but sure, show up early, you know, show up there. At, wh what time do the doors open tomorrow? We'll be there at 11.30, but, uh, you know, the party kicks off around 3 o'clock. 
Um, everybody gets a free block too, just for coming, and we're giving away signed jerseys, awesome. helmets, footballs, all kinds. So of like really games cool stuff. involved in the Super oh, yeah. Bowl too, which is aw- it's like a Super Bowl party. It's not just a <laughs> place to go watch a Super Bowl. You're going to a Super Bowl party at the post. We're going all out. I Boom. think it's going to be the best Super Bowl party in the city. Oh, oh yeah, so well, do we. Well, we'll be there. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Might lower it just a little. bit. I like bold <laughs> statements. That was good. <laughs> uh, you? Yeah, no. yeah. Again, big Super Bowl party happening with the uh, folks over at the post. The Go Birds crew, uh, we're very excited for you guys to have us. This is awesome. I hope this can become like a, a yearly tradition. Yeah, we're really excited. Yeah. Well, let's get some picks from them, too. Yeah, I was just about to say. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Game, what, do we, yeah. what do we got tomorrow? Who are, are you we guys taking? Andy Reid appreciators, or are you hoping on praying for his downfall tomorrow? I appreciate everything he did. Oh, uh, this sounds like a hater. <laughs> Except <laughs> we got for a hater losing coming. the Super Bowl. Super Bowl yeah. and that whole thing. Um, yeah. I'm going Niners. My man. Niners? Oh. Kelly? My man. What do you have? You got what do you, 49ers or? I'm going to go with the Niners. Can I go with the Niners? This is a Niners pro right here. I like this very much. My wallet. Thanks, you. I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, Greg, Kelly, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank Absolutely. you for the food, first and foremost. And uh, probably going to run out of that tomorrow because I don't know if you've met me or not or <laughs> if you just look at this beautiful tummy of mine. But a lot of, a lot of great food happening at the Post, uh, South or 129 South Just to be clear, Barcher will not eat all of your food. Uh, there will be food left over. Yeah, yeah, Dude, there will be. Barcher also says clear. he can run a what? What yeah. is the 40 you think? 5140, okay. yeah. which I've proven like yeah. time and time again. You know, no, I can yeah, eat all these wings. Before or after the chicken wings. Yeah, that might be a good one. Neither, neither is the point. So, yeah, a lot of partying going on tomorrow, and we still have plenty of props and things to talk about with this Super Bowl. So we have got one more segment with you as we Lead you to Robin Rob at three o'clock. It's Go Birds Radio, 888-729-9494. All happening right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP 2020 Sports. Brought to you by the Casino at Delaware Park. I'm Sue Schilling. Well, tomorrow's Super Bowl 54 in Miami between Andy Reid's Chiefs and the 49ers. And former Eagle Brent Selleck. Joined WIP earlier in the week and reflected on his time as an Eagle when Andy Reid was the head coach. Well, I mean, growing up, I was always a fan of football. So, I mean, that guy is just, he was a legend before I even got here. And uh, to meet him, I think he lived up to every expectation I ever um, had of him. And uh, he was just, he's like the godfather, man. Like, I don't know how else to say, he's like the godfather of coaching. Watch and wager on all pro sports at the region's number one sports book, the Casino at Delaware Park Sportsbook Lottery agent for the Delaware Lottery must be 21 to play. CBS 3 Eyewitness weather cloudy with evening rain showers possible, high 44, scattered rain, even some snow showers possible tonight. Little to no accumulation, however, low 35, partly to mostly cloudy and breezy tomorrow. Slight chance for a p.m. shower, high 46. It's 41 in Philadelphia to stream 94 WIP. Get our podcast and all the latest stories in Philadelphia sports. Go to the all-new 94WIP.com. 2020 Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you had Mike Grow would have a new job before the Super Bowl, you win. Mike Grow is heading to join our old friend Frank Reich as the new wide receiver coach of your Indianapolis Colts. That makes sense. He's per a good job for him. Coach. Yeah. yeah, that's per Alex Marvez, uh, which I didn't catch it. That happened right before we went uh, on the air. So congratulations, The comeback Mike begins. There you go. You got your name as a, a potential head coach candidate yeah. from – from the NFL Network, and now you can go do that from uh, probably your best position, so the, the which you two, should be in, right? The two former offensive coordinators together over there. 
How about oh yeah, that? hey, yeah, right. some uh, some new ideas. So the we have to put money on the Colts right now in the futures. Well, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. With their powers Until combined, they get a quarterback. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Well, you you dogging my boy Jacoby over there just because he played bad <laughs> off of a <laughs> off an MCL sprain? Is that well, it? He's just not very good. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 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 definitely not a top dog in there. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We're getting down to the. Uh, to the witching hour here, as because as soon as we're gone, I am just uh, I, I am I've got both computer screens going. We're gonna lock in everything. Everything's gonna be ready for Sunday in terms of of bets and things like that. Uh, I I know that, I, yeah. Like you know, it's interesting as Bob kind of brought up a, a, a an interesting point where you always think when you got these two types of offenses, really, you know, uh, Andy the game planner, Kyle the the the, the new up and comer who's doing all these kind of different things and you're offense, offense, offense. Then the next thing you know, could it be seven to seven at halftime? That's the thing that kind of scares me a little bit here too. I don't think think it's impossible for this thing not to be a drag race. I, I, I took the over when it was, 52 and a half. Yeah. I think it's up to 54 and a half. I would still take the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points personally in this game. 52 and a half. Oh, I would take the over. Yeah. Take the over That's there too. Do. Yeah. It could be it, over by halftime. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the, every single game <laughs> the Chiefs have played in the playoffs has gone over there. I mean, the Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs put up points. They allow points. Niners score points. Like, I just think it's going to be a high scoring game personally. I also just think you have two great offensive minds. Yeah. I mean, look, last year. Obviously, McVay going into that game was viewed as one, but Belichick was just a clearly better defensive coach yeah. than he is an offensive Shanahan coach. Shanahan is what people thought McVay was. That's actually yeah, I agree. what yeah, Shanahan yeah. is. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And I just think – also, I don't think either of these defenses are that good. I think the Niners defense is better than the Chiefs defense, mm-hmm. but I think you can score on both of these yeah. defenses, whereas the, the Patriots de- uh, defense last year was very good. Uh, a couple other things that have uh, happened from this week in particular. Uh, certainly, we talked about it on the podcast. and go listen to that at GoBirdsPod on the Twitter.com or – uh, follow along wherever you find your podcast. But uh, that OC name is still kind of popping up here a little bit, too. Uh, there are a couple of San Francisco, a pair of San Francisco coaches, which uh, apparently have the interest of the Eagles with uh, Mike Daniels and, of course, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniels, my bad, and uh, uh, Mike, Mike LaFleur, Se- obviously. Seltzer's ready to go with these <laughs> names, man. He's like, he's like Mike da- McDaniels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a get-it-right kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, – I don't think that's going to happen for what it's worth. I, I know that they've been linked to like they're all smart coaches and everybody thinks that they're an up and coming uh, head coach uh, on the waiting in the wings type of thing here. Um, just like you've been saying though, Ellie, this thing is what 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 was the, what was your guess again on who might be? My guess is Ben McAdoo. That's my Man. guess. Yeah. I look. How does that make you feel? To that point, there. Well, I, I mean, like whatever. It doesn't yeah. get me super excited. I think it's fine. I, I think I, I could see it being one of those Niners guys just because it would make the most sense. Like, why haven't they hired someone? Because he's still coaching. So that makes a lot of sense to me. If it's not, then that really raises questions about why it's taking so long when they're the only OC job left. Yeah, and look, I think that out there there's been a lot of talk about why would you take this Eagles job. Uh, you're, not, you're not calling plays as an offensive coordinator. And I do think how quickly the Eagles have shown they're willing to move on from coaches matters. I mean, if you're at an organization where you like living there, your family's there, you have job security, I get you always want to you know, advance in, in your career. But if you think you can wait, I mean, the Eagles have fired their wide receiver coach fi- four years in a row. They fired their defensive line coach two years in a row. So you're coming into a job with a One ton year, of ex- right? Daniel, no, because Wilson, Wilson was here for t- oh, because they fired Wilson yeah. was here for two years. My bad. Right. Yes. Yeah, so they they fired I got you, yes right. two years. Right. You are correct. By the right. Way. So I like to get it right too. <laughs> you know. But uh, I, I still think though, again, if I'm the Eagles and I'm making this pitch to somebody, 
You're coming to one of the best franchises in the league. You're going to be coaching in primetime games. You have a young quarterback. I mean, we're going to invest in the offense, presumably. This is what I would tell them, at least. I think that it's still an attractive job, but if they don't hire somebody from the Super Bowl, you wonder what's the holdup totally. here, right? I mean, if, if you like Press Taylor, then promote him. And you could have done it when you fired Grow, honestly, if yeah. you were that sure he was the guy. If you like Deuce, do it. You know, if you if you like Ben McAdoo, he's still out there. So if it's not somebody from the Super Bowl, then you really wonder how confident are they in this new hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Tim McManus had even kind of put that out there too, like to get Press's name circulating again, and that's where this is going to end up, right? Like I just feel like – Look, and pre- if, Press is if, the wh- one the hire. It's the, if the, I mean, like, and again, I'm not I, – I would be fine if it's Deuce Daly. I know that, like, you know, there are a lot of people who have wanted Deuce for a while. There are a lot of people who don't, but – like, I'm fine if it's not Deuce. I'm totally okay, especially if they go out and get someone like one of these guys from San Francisco, which, again, they're a pass-and-run game coordinator, so you would think at least being the OC by yourself and you're not calling plays with Kyle Shanahan anyway, like it <laughs> right, could potentially right. be an upgrade for those guys. But if it's Press Taylor, I mean, that is just a flat-out slap in the face to Deuce Taylor. Yeah. That's like, if I'm Deuce, I'm out. Like, I mean, the moment, I, the moment I can get, get a new job. Exactly. Yeah. The moment I can get a new job, I'm out. Because that is a real slap in the face if it's Press Taylor. And the thing with Press Taylor, and why that's probably the one move I wouldn't like, is just because he's so young. Like, yep. I don't get what the rush is. I mean, if you think you're going to lose him, maybe, but... But they're not. There are no other jobs right, right. now that he would take. Like, yeah, so there's OC jobs there. are gone. Like, he's not going to go somewhere else to be a QB coach or something. Right. right? And, yeah, so. and it would just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't like it. I mean, look, all off, all season when we talked about what do you want in an offensive coordinator, we said new ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, that was what we wanted, a fresh set of eyes and new ideas. And even if it's someone that has the same offensive background as Doug, at least they'd come in with a fresh set of eyes. If you look at Doug's And someone who can maybe challenge Doug, too. Yes. Well, that's the other thing. When, Carson, you, when you yeah. talk about Frank Reich and why he worked here, Yes, it was. Look, he's a great head coach. We're seeing it in Indianapolis. But him and Doug were peers in a lot of ways. They were both career backups. They both had extremely similar upbringings as a coach. So when they sat down in the same room together, yes, Doug was the head coach. But I think he looked eye to eye with Frank Reich. Certainly. I don't know if that's the case with Press Taylor. And, and it's not it's about probably who Press not, is. Just but naturally. It's the fact that he's a I mean, kid without experience. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's Doug's almost twice the age of Press Taylor. Like, so... I just, since Doug brought his staff here in 2016, they have not made a substantial hire from outside the building on the offensive side of the ball. It's been four years with the same guys making the the same, you know, play calls and play designs and game plans. So I would like to see somebody new come in here with a fresh set of eyes. Yes, uh, same, obviously. I think we're all kind of dying for that right now. All right, gentlemen, it is time. Let's make our official predictions for the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to go, I, I mean, 49ers, obviously, but uh, I think they win big. I've always thought that they're going to route this team. I think they're better prepared for this moment than Andy Reid is. Uh, I'm going to enjoy the anomaly of continuing to bait what Andy Reid is and isn't because he's going to lose the Super Bowl and he's going to lose it big time. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 49ers 35, Chiefs uh, 17. Whoa. 35-17. Okay. Um, I'm picking Andy. I think it's his moment. Um, I think the 49ers are a phenomenal team. There is nothing bad I can say about the 49ers. I just simply think at the end of the day, Andy and Mahomes are too good to lose this game. Uh, I think it's a Chiefs year. You look at just even the fact they end up getting home field advantage. It seems like things break their way. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs 31, Niners 27. Oh, man, that'll be a pretty exciting. Seltzer? 37-30. Chiefs. 37 I mean, 30. Niners, excuse me. <laughs> Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Oh, oh, Freudian slip. No. Niners. I almost went 37 27. I think that uh, I'm going to give them the seven point. Okay. Nice. I like that? that. I like I it get, very get, much. That's how much respect I'll give Andy. He gets an extra three points in losses. 
It, yeah, I, I just the Niners are so good. It's so They're hard so to pick good. against yeah. them. But the Chiefs are the also Chiefs really are good. good. Yeah. Look, going in and again, I have obviously been very strong with the Niners. Take you know we've kind of been. This is this should be a really fun Super Bowl yes. with two teams that legitimately either could win this game. I feel the Niners are going to win, but if if it comes Sunday night, it's ten o'clock, and Patrick Mahomes has four hundred yards passing and four touchdowns, and the Chiefs win. It's not like I'm going to be shocked. I think one way or the other, this should be a fun game. Well, I think game. they're both deserving, too. Last year, if the Rams would have somehow won, I would have said the Rams weren't that good Agreed. last year. Right? Like they, I get they got to the Super Bowl. They weren't that good. They barely beat the Saints on a blown call. Both of these teams would deserve the, the title. Uh, so uh, we will see you tomorrow. And, uh, you know, bring uh, bring your bet slips with you because that's what's fun about it. 129 South, 30th Street. We're hanging out at the post. We are happy to see you there. Uh, things kick off. Uh, right at uh, 4.30 for us. So for uh, Elliot Shore Parks, for James Seltzer, I'm John Barchard. Uh, tune in next for Robin Rom coming up next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.